0: Cameron DeBazier. And I'm Mark Howard. And this is Talking Points. We are now on the ninth lesson of this second quarter of all about God's everlasting covenant. This time we're talking specifically about the covenant sign. Mm-hmm. And drum roll please, that covenant sign is the, the Sabbath. Sabbath. That's right. In fact, a little introductory comments here said so this week's lesson is all about how the seventh day Sabbath is a sign of God's covenant with His faithful people. We'll study the origins of the Sabbath, the observance of the Sabbath before Mount Sinai, and the significance of the Sabbath in these last days. And Pastor Howard, I don't know if you recall last week's lesson, we almost made a uh, we we commented how colorfully. The uh, lesson was written, talking mm-hmm. about the law being this path through the dark yes. swamps of life, existence, right. whatever. And, and look at the second paragraph on Sabbath Afternoons, with unceasing regularity and with no exceptions, the Sabbath silently hurls over the horizon and into every crack and cranny of our lives. <laughs> it's richly written, and it's fun, and yes. I enjoy the flourish there, but... Anyway, well, this
1: lesson also—the last thing it says there on Sabbath afternoon—is this week we'll look at this sign in the context of the Sinai covenant. So last mm. week it said the same thing about the law in the context of the Sinai covenant, but we looked at it then as we will the Sabbath this week. Obviously, it's broader it's than, bigger Sinai, than just the Sinai, and the yeah. lesson brings that out. But I just want to make that point that it was inherent in the Sinai covenant, which makes some people think that must be excluded from the new
0: covenant, right? Which we're getting into. Or it didn't exist before that. Right. Exactly. It's part of God's eternal covenant with his people. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into all of that. But first, Pastor Howard, can you give us a word of prayer and then we'll cover our talk?
1: Yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the testimony of your word. We thank you for the privilege we have of um, knowing you and Jesus Christ whom you've sent and building that relationship during the hours of the Sabbath. And Lord, now as we go through this lesson, as our viewers will either uh, learn from this lesson or be equipped to teach others with this lesson may it enrich our experience and relationship with you and help us to be ready when you come again. We ask mm. it in Jesus name amen.
0: amen. Okay so all right we, so walk yes. us through our talking points Three talking points this week is pretty much as what our custom has been and number one this one now I noticed in last week's yours came from like Sunday and Thursday Monday and Friday or some yeah. interesting this one and is Sunday a lot more was last. Yeah, and this one's a lot more uh, right through. Uh, it's kind of chronological, if you'll notice okay. this through its whole uh, establishment here. But we'll walk through it. Talking point number one. The Sabbath predates the Ten Commandments. So we're going to be looking at where the Sabbath began, examples of it being kept before the law in Mount Sinai was given. So the yes. Sabbath predates the 10 commandments, and that comes from Sunday and Monday.
1: The, the giving of the 10 commandments. Right, the giving of the, not
0: <laughs> not the 10 commandments existing, right, but but Mount Sinai, that's why I mentioned right. Mount, Mount Sinai when he mm-hmm. spoke the law. Right. Anyway. Now, talking point number 2, the Sabbath is a sign of God's covenant. That the Sabbath isn't just a, a thing for our benefit, but it's supposed to be a signal to others. It's a demonstration of faithfulness. Right. Okay? And finally, remember the Sabbath. Past, present, and future. So when it comes about observing the Sabbath, what it means to remember. Does it mean keep in mind? Does it yes. mean put into practice? Does it look backwards? Does it look forward? What does that mean? We're going to flesh all that out. All in right, three. And that Fantastic. comes from Thursday and Friday. So kind of a linear progression here as we start down the line. Well, let's dive in. The Sabbath predates
1: the giving of the Ten Commandments.
0: Yes, and let's go back to Genesis chapter 2. This is very well known, especially to the Seventh-day Adventists amongst us, uh, about the origin of the Sabbath coming at creation. Why don't you read Genesis 2, 2, and 3? Okay, the Bible says, "...and
1: on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done." Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created
0: and made. Now, we don't have time to go back and reread that, but count how many times God, or his, or he, like, clearly this is not only at creation, but it's by God's own rest, right? This is the Mm -hmm. the whole point. God didn't, like, say, and tomorrow will be a Sabbath, and you're going to do At creation at the end of the work week. God established that one final day where he himself rested, Okay. Now, let's think about that in the terms of where we are in Christianity today. How many times do you hear people say, oh, this is the old covenant or the old law or the Sabbath of the Jews? But Mm -hmm. logically speaking here, the Lord himself keeps the Sabbath, establishes it, sets it apart as holy. And how many Jews are there in the world? None. (laughs) In fact, how many sinners are there in the world? None. So no one has even transgressed the law of God. So clearly... The Sabbath is part of the creation ideal. It's not just a tool of redemption, though praise the Lord it now has that meaning. It's part of God's original. Even if there would never well, been sin, there'd still be a Sabbath. Some critics
1: criticize here because they say it doesn't say Sabbath. It says, God rested, you know, okay. on the seventh day. Yeah. Incidentally, the Hebrew word Shabbat means right. to rest, and the whole concept here. But it's it's just funny how people will try to, it's very clear what The when mental it gymnastics
0: here, you have to go through to avoid Sabbath there. Right, like yeah. this is the, right.
1: it, especially when you come, well, you're going to get there. The commandment starts with the word
0: remember. Hmm. Exactly, and we'll definitely get into that. But the fact that it was, be, it, the Sabbath not just predates Mount Sinai by a little bit, but it predates... Abraham, it predates Noah. It predates the fall of man right. at all. So it's all the way back at creation, and it was what established the Sabbath was not just a declaration of God, it was the demonstration, his own example of Sabbath keeping, right? So it's right. his day. So when we get to the New Testament in Mark two twenty seven, Jesus can famously say right. the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath, and the Sabbath was made for man. Right, not for Jews. Right, and so when he means man, he means mankind,
1: humanity. Right. Right, and where did he get that from? Now we can say it was Jesus, so he's allowed to say whatever. He, but he took it from
0: right. The well, not only he Genesis. was the one, but the record yes. in Genesis talks about that. How the Sabbath is bigger than a people group or even those the covenant relationship with Israel at Sinai. Right. It predates all that, so that's the important point here. And at this point that I have in the study notes was not in the lesson, but I thought it was too good to leave out, is while the Bible often refers to the feasts of the Jews, right? Those ceremonial Sabbaths yes. and, and and services they would keep, the seventh day Sabbath is only ever called the Sabbath of the Lord, or it's just my holy day, this kind of thing. And you can see that in Exodus 20 and Leviticus 23 and other times in the scripture, right. where The Lord has a day, not because it's just a thing he set up for Israel at one time, but it's his day from the foundation of the world that he established by his own example. Now, we're still inside of this point number one where the Sabbath predates the Ten Commandments. Let's go forward now to Exodus chapter 5. Now, let's look closely Mm -hmm. at this passage. Uh, the context here is the children of Israel have been enslaved in Egypt under the rule of Pharaoh, and Moses has been raised up by God as the right. deliverer to call them out. Okay? Now, this is the first encounter with Pharaoh, so the plagues haven't fallen yet. They certainly haven't been released yet. But notice what we read. If you read 4 and 5 mm-hmm. of Exodus 5. Then the king of Egypt said to
1: them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. And Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are many now, and you make them
0: rest from their labor. <laughs> you know what that word rest is? Mm-hmm. Shabbat, right? Now, right. obviously it can mean physical rest, but there seems to be a strong indication that Pharaoh right. is getting pretty upset because Moses has come in and now these people that he had under his thumb right. by oppression are starting to implement these That's right. these reforms and go back to what they had been in their true identity as Sabbath keepers, right? Now, Patriarchs and Prophets, page two fifty eight. Uh, Mrs. White comments on this particular passage. She writes, In their bondage, the Israelites had to some extent lost the knowledge of God's law, and they had departed from its precepts. So notice they had stopped being Sabbath uh, law keepers, and they even forgotten about it a bit. She goes on, The Sabbath had been generally disregarded, and the exactions of their taskmaster made its observance apparently impossible.
1: I think it's important to interject right there. You, know, you could read from that first part and say they, uh, oh well, the the pre the extent they lost the knowledge of God's law. They didn't know any better, right? But that's not true because it said first of all it had been disregarded. To that's disregard right. something is you just think it's not that important, mm-hmm. and then the exactions of the taskmasters made it. It's observance apparently impossible. Mm-hmm. Not that they didn't know about it, but they're like, well, God understands, I couldn't possibly keep it yet. Yeah, yet. Look at and the reason I say yeah. that is because this is what we see today with exactly Sabbath keeping. Right. We have people who say, no, I know it's the seventh day, but would God really expect me? I could lose mm-hmm. my job. Right.
0: Right. Well, I would keep it, but I can't because right. of this other it's thing. It's just so
1: impossible. That exactly. right. like God couldn't work that out for you.
0: Well, and this is exactly the same reform that people are called to today that Moses had to do. to exactly. Israel. It said, but Moses had shown his people that obedience to God was the first condition of deliverance. Now, I'm not going to mm-hmm. get all the salvation stuff here, but notice it didn't say if you keep the law, you're going to earn your freedom. Right. You're going to be the cause, but it is a condition. Okay, right. the first condition of deliverance. And the efforts made to restore the observance of the Sabbath had come to the notice of their oppressors. You think that would take note mm-hmm. if all of a sudden the people who you rule are starting right. to rest and disify, defy your law in mm-hmm. deference for God's law. Their attention. So that's clearly before they even left Egypt, as they're keeping the Sabbath now. Right. And then Exodus chapter 16, again I told sure, you is chronological. Gonna... Exodus chapter 16, we find the miraculous story of the manna, right? Mm -hmm. The manna was directly tied and integrated into Sabbath observance, okay? Okay. And on quarterly uh, Monday, paragraph two, we read how, quote, and I'm going to have you read Exodus 16, 27 to 30 in just a moment. But for right now, uh, from Monday's lesson, it says, only a regular portion of manna could be used each day but on the sixth day a double portion was to be gathered no manna was given on the sabbath the extra portion needed for the sabbath was preserved for the sixth day unspoiled while the manna would not keep any it would not keep on any other day so mm. we probably are familiar with this miracle process it was daily bread but on the sixth right. day it was double daily because the seventh day was a day of no work and common labor. And so he didn't show it, but he maintained their previous store, which otherwise would have gone bad, right. so that their Sabbath could still be enjoyed.
1: Well, and what's interesting is, what is it, verse uh, 4, where the Lord says that he is going to test
0: them. Yeah, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not.
1: Like, the, the giving of the law at Sinai was in chapter 20? 20. 20. So here them. we are in sixteen, and the Lord, the very in in the very context of this whole Sabbath thing, mm-hmm. he says, I'm testing them to see if they're gonna walk in my law. And it'd be awful hard to test them in something they knew nothing about.
0: Mm. What a cruel test. Well, interestingly, some of the people I never told to, him this, but I'm gonna test them to see if they Right. So clearly, as we've noted before, they had an understanding of it, even though mm-hmm. they disregarded the practice of it and had come to excuse it. But Moses is leading Reformation, and this is yet another right. way of establishing this. Now in verse... And and back in Egypt, from what you just read, he brought it to their attention that this isn't
1: an insignificant. This is an important thing. Exactly. So at this point in time, they're already starting to say, we need to make sure we Exactly. So the clearly
0: the Sabbath was known and practiced before Mount Sinai. Now I'll read verse 27 to 30, it says, now it happened that some of the people went out on the Sabbath day to gather, but they found none. So it's interesting that even in the midst of these reforms, some people were disregarding the command or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said to Moses, how long you refuse to keep my, what? Commandments, commandments and, and law. my laws. Again, it's hard to refuse to do something you didn't exactly. know. It's like the expectation <laughs> you're accountable for what you know, and yes. then knew the commandments and laws. See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out mm-hmm. on his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And that sounds exactly mm-hmm. like what God did when he rested exactly on the seventh right. day. Okay. That's exactly right. So clearly, all of this is talking point number one that the Sabbath predates the giving of the Ten Commandments about yes. Sinai. Let's move on. In Exodus chapter 31, we find the scriptural basis for the next talking point, which is that the Sabbath is a sign of God's covenant. Yes. So of course the covenant is this outlined relationship, this compact or agreement between God and his people. And the Sabbath, as we're going to see here, acts as a signal, as a mark, as an evidence of one's faithfulness to that covenant. Uh, Again, let's read uh, verses 12 through 17. Let me read that. Sure. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak
1: also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death, for whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but on this, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed.
0: Now, Isn't it interesting? The whole, like, man, this is some stringent, you will mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. and But the reason why yes. is because four in six days the Lord six, made the heavens. That's right. So again, this is not an optional day. It's not an arbitrary thing. And it, it's not even just about the plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. This is about the eternal law that that's we're right. being redeemed back into. So it's a very big deal. Now the quarterly brings this out in paragraph two of Wednesday's lesson. It says, "The concept of the Sabbath as a sign that is a visible, external, and eternal mm-hmm. sign between God and His people is expressed here in this manner." Speaking of Exodus thirty-one, for the first time, so this is the first time the Sabbath is now being um, regarded as more than just a command of others. So many others right. that the Sabbath, of course, is one of the Ten Commandments, no doubt. But he didn't say, thou shalt not commit adultery is the sign, or Mm -hmm. honor your parents is the sign, or even not having idols Mm -hmm. is the sign. He said, this is the one that signifies, that it truly reveals faithfulness. And I think that's fascinating. So, the Sabbath now takes on an added dimension. Because again, if if sin had never entered the world, we'd still have Sabbath. It would be a memorial of creation. But now God applies that same, for in six days the Lord rested, Right. He uses that as the sign of his covenant of redemption. So it signifies the work of creation, yes, Yes. but also the work of recreation in restoring us into his image. Salvation.
1: I mean, even in the commandment itself, it says, remember the Sabbath day as given at Sinai. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Mm -hmm. But it's very clear from Scripture that, you know, uh, an unholy thing cannot produce that what is holy. You can't Mm -hmm. take a clean thing out of an unclean. Mm -hmm. Uh, a A fountain can't bring bitter and sweet water from mm-hmm. the same fountain you know the the concept is that all of our unrighteous, all of our righteousness, rather, is as filthy rags. You can't produce holiness yeah. from unholy. Mm-hmm. So how is the Lord? Is the Lord like clueless about this? Hey, right. keep the Sabbath day holy.
0: I built is this, this holy thing being, and to give it to you unholy people and say maintain it. You, is he? You know. Is he
1: just being mean? Hey, keep this holy. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, like You're you know? Right.
1: <laughs> no. So inherent even in the commandment is mm-hmm. that promise of holiness because mm-hmm. that holy time. That Mm -hmm. we spend with God by beholding him, we become changed. And Mm -hmm. we behold him. That's The Sabbath especially ties to our personal
0: relationship with God. Well, and if you think back to that creation narrative, right? Not only did he rest on the Sabbath day, but he sanctified it, right? Yes. He set it apart as holy. Now, here in this command, back in verse 12... My Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies, but it doesn't say That's who right. sanctified the Sabbath, right. but who sanctifies, present tense, you. That's right. So the Sabbath day is holy, and he wants to make us holy and keep us holy that same day. Yes. fascinating. Okay. So uh, the quarterly brings out another point in here, and that the Bible, in the Bible, to know... Means more than mere intellectual understanding, right? right? Uh, you wanna read Wednesday there? paragraph yeah. three. Exactly, go ahead. The Hebrew understanding.
1: Yeah, I'm still looking for it. The Hebrew understanding to, of knowledge includes intellectual, relational, and emotional aspects. To know did not simply mean to know a fact, particularly when a person was involved. It also meant to have a meaningful relationship with the one known. Now, thus to,
0: yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, you can finish that thought. But
1: thus, to just... know the Lord meant to be in a right relationship with him, mm-hmm. to serve him, to fear him, to believe him, to trust him, and to seek him. And to call on his name.
0: It's a comprehensive yes. experiential understanding, not just an intellectual or trivial academic pursuit. That's right. So you know, you you know, of course, in the King James and say like, Adam knew his wife. You know, it's not like they like, oh, take a quiz. They had an intimacy right. right there. And that's what the Lord is wanting for us is to have a closeness with him. The knowledge of God is more than just facts and figures and, and historical records. It's the application of that in the life truly is a knowledge of God, right? So, uh, the lesson also put this in Wednesday, paragraph 5, and it's from uh, 6th volume of the Testimonies, page 350. Mr. White writes very simply, The Sabbath, given to the world as the sign of God as the Creator, is also the sign of Him as the Sanctifier. That's right. So that same Sabbath now has a dual application. Absolutely. Finally, let's get into the Sabbath Practice. Number three, Mm -hmm. remember the Sabbath, and that means past, present, and future. So when the command comes, of course, we're talking about uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy, and it explains how we are to rest from our labors and give others rest from their labors because God rested from his labors, right? But that remember the Sabbath can sometimes be in our... Maybe there's a better word in English than remember. I don't know. But in this concept, remember doesn't just mean bring to mind a past fact. Right? <laughs> Though it does do that. So, for instance... Hmm. Isn't the Sabbath on this Saturday, isn't it? I remember that. <laughs> exactly. Well, first of all, what's the thing we're supposed to... Let's talk about the past first before we get into the present and the future. The thing that we're to recall in the Sabbath... Again, re- mm-hmm. bring to mind that the, that the Sabbath was not established after sin as a part of the, it was mm-hmm. originally part of the Eden ideal. So even That's if right. man never fell, we'd still be going to church on Sabbath and singing his praises and, and rec- recounting his his wonders. Well, what was the thing? It was creation, right? Yes. So how many times do you see Old Testament, New Testament um, prophecy where it talks about One of the key distinguishers of God from all other things is his ability to create ex nihilo, out of nothing. That he can say something, he speaks and it comes Mm -hmm. forth. He can, you know, make animals, make life where there wasn't. And God's uh, ability to make us in the first place and make all that we see Mm -hmm. in in the creator of heaven and earth is... Was the original intent of the Sabbath? Remember yes. that same God is the one who brought you here.
1: But you have to add to that. So those are those. Everything that you said speaks to the power, mm-hmm. just the the omnipotence of God. But at the same time, He's a personal Creator. Mm-hmm. You know, where the deist believes that God created the world, and He's flung it kind off, kind of down. like kind of like an inventor, and I'm done with that, and I'll move on to the next thing. Versus being mm-hmm. a personal God, so that in included in all that power of God is. God cared enough to create, yes. that God has a has a personal investment mm-hmm. and all of those things. You know, if you think about had humanity always kept that in mind, mm-hmm. that not just that God has the power, but God is personally invested and involved he cared in enough life.
0: to use it to make me.
1: <laughs> and 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 so uh, obviously prior to sin, but after sin in the whole plan of redemption, just. Keeping in mind, I believe uh, Ellen White says that had the Sabbath always been kept, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be an atheist. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you going to have an atheist? There's no God. No, because you've, you've, you've kept you right. You yeah, exactly the Creator. And I'm just saying, remembering him as Creator <laughs> is just so... Um, mm-hmm
0: there's so much to that. It's bigger than we sometimes kind of... It's not just the power of
1: God. It's the power of God. It's the love of God. It's the care of God. It's the detail God shows in everything. It's Mm -hmm. all these different facets of His Which is
0: also one of the reasons why it's so good to spend time in God's second book of nature uh, on the Sabbath day, because you're doing that very thing. You're remembering your Creator. That's right. But of course, as we've already established, there's more to, kind of like there's more to the word no mm-hmm. in in Hebrew than just like, oh, I remember the name or keep, you know, yes. that there's an experiential personal aspect to yes. it. Remembering the Sabbath does not just mean keep in mind that on this day, I am to, you know, honor the Lord as creator, though that's certainly right. valid. The deeper thing is that I need to do something about it now, that like I need to enter into that rest. Remembering the Sabbath mm-hmm. means to join in the Sabbath in my own participation. So remembering the Sabbath also means to keep it holy still, because he didn't just say remember the Sabbath as a fact. He said remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. It moves from the past to the present tense.
1: Well, it's interesting to me, what Paul makes a reference in Hebrews where he says, although the works we're talking about, the original rest of god and he says although the works were finished from the foundation of the world and and that what that says to me is you know the sabbath everything was done mm-hmm. it was perfect it was just as god designed it well it's not that way now and so i believe part of the rest when i'm resting from my works is remembering that when god made everything it was very good and God is in the midst of remaking everything, and mm-hmm. it's going to be very good. I think there's a trust element in the Sabbath that gives us hope for that time mm. when his creation will once again reflect everything he designed it should be, mm. including
0: us. So it's a, it makes it a very joyful event. Amen. So, again, remembering the Sabbath as a lot more than just remembering it as a day on the calendar. We want to enter into his rest and, and remember the significance of that. But let's spend our last few minutes on this final point. Sabbath observance now looking to the future yes. will distinguish God's faithful in the last days. So let's let's remember the arc of this now. The point is remember the Sabbath is both past, present and future. Right. So the past is obviously God's creative work, the present is how I observe the Sabbath and join in his rest. Now, but there's an s- even f- greater significance, and it really ties to last week's lesson about the law and yes. vindicating the law of God and demonstrating that it is fair and it is right and it is our happiness and all of mm-hmm. those things, that in the last days, that sign that God said would be an eternal sign is going to be more and more evident as it contrasts with the world of infidelity. Yes. Um, quarterly uh, Friday, paragraph two, you want to read that for us there? Uh, the commandment at the center see that? I will when my stuck pages get (laughs) Uh, It's the second sentence there. I mean, it's it's essentially that first paragraph there from
1: The first paragraph on Friday. Uh, Okay, the second sentence says, the commandment at the center of the Decalogue is the Sabbath commandment. It identifies the Lord of the Sabbath in a special way and indicates his sphere of authority and
0: ownership. Yes, and that's the idea of the Sabbath is it's unique even inside the Ten Commandments in the sense that for instance, we know that the first four commandments outline our duty to God and the last six outline our duty to our fellow man mm-hmm. okay our parents, our wives and all those kind of community members but of those first four, if you recall, numbers one, two, and three are things you don't do mm-hmm. <laughs> you know don't take right. his name don't have other gods, don't make graven images right? But then you get to number four, and it's the only one that has an active verb to do something. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. So it's you can't passively do it, and also it recalls who God even is, right? Right? He identifies He's the Creator of heaven and earth, and the lesson brings out the point that in that Scholars, not even Adventist scholars, we're talking about like Christian scholars mm-hmm. around. His non-believers would even indicate that these. We're talking about the covenant, but these covenantal mm-hmm. type of treaties and deals would often have the signifiers, the signers, right? Yes. Have the seal that says this is who is making this and what my position is, and God has that in the seventh day Sabbath of the Ten Commandments Well, law. now
1: I was thinking of the flip side of that: that there okay. are there are a number of of. Christian pastors, scholars who are not Sabbath keepers, who um, believe that even in a fallen state, we all have an inherent sense of rightness, Mm -hmm. uh, independent of God, which is is a whole other theological argument. But and they, you know, because we know we shouldn't kill, we know we shouldn't steal, we should, and because I don't know inherently that. I should be going to church on the sa- seventh day, you know, mm-hmm. corporate worship and honoring God yet, yeah, then it must not be something God still wants me to do. Mm. And and to me, that's just speaking of what you're talking, like the, te- the, the distinction with the Sabbath commandment is, it's not a commandment that reasons from cause to effect. Exactly. Like, well, obviously I could kill somebody if I love my brother, but this is one that the only reason to do it it's because God, because God commanded it. God is the creator
0: it. of heaven and earth, and He set it apart, and that's it. And He commanded it, right? Well, even have you ever noticed this in the astronomical signs? You know, you can the, the uh, a day and night is obvious, right? Yes. So daytime, nighttime. You have the cycle of the moons, giving the monthly cycle, and you can count how many times it goes around. A year has come around again. Right. But the the week is, and, and people throughout history are trying. Why do we have this? Why don't we do a five day week? Let's do a ten day week. Let's, mm. week. let's make, Right. But it never quite works, right? No. But. It's really a bizarre—you know, you take religion out of it, and you're like, why do we have a seven-day—what a, what a bizarre right. thing. But God built it this way, and that we're programmed for this, but it it speaks to His creatorship, and the authority to keep Sabbath that's comes right. directly from His command, and that's it. That's exactly so it's not logical. Right. And so when, we, when the pressure comes in the last days, it would be very easy to say, well, I'm going to keep God's law as long as I understand. And as right. long as it makes sense, and as long as it fits into my life, and as long as and I start putting there will be conditions a of excuses it, not to keep the Sabbath. Exactly, and so
1: the, the only reason to keep it will be because I love God and He said it. Exactly, and, and, and in the last servant. days,
0: there's going to be a people who say even if I don't understand, like right. Noah couldn't explain to the people. Well, how there was going to be logically a flood. He's like, I don't know, but he have been told it's right. going to rain, so you better get on the Abraham boat.
1: Abraham couldn't, under- couldn't explain to his friends why it was logical for him to pick up the 75 and go to a land that
0: he hadn't even seen yet. That's right, but he just obeyed. That's right. And and, and look at this comment here. It's from uh, paragraph 3 still in the quarterly of Fridays. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's Ellen White Comments, SEA Bible Commentary, Volume 7, 980. The sanctification of the Spirit signalizes the difference between those who have the seal of God And those who keep a spurious, rest day. When the test comes, it will be clearly shown what the mark of the beast is. It is the keeping of Sunday. So there will be a clear distinction. There's the Sunday Mm -hmm. versus the Sabbath. God has designated the seventh day as his day. Thus, the distinction is drawn between the loyal and the disloyal. Those who desire to have the seal of God in their foreheads must keep the Sabbath of the fourth commandment. Mm. There will be a line drawn between the faithful and the unfaithful. It won't necessarily be because we feel it or logical or everybody else is doing it. It's because God said so, and do you trust me enough to obey? That's it. Beautiful. Absolutely. So why don't you read the concluding thought there? Conclusion says the Sabbath is
1: a covenant sign that reaches forward to the time when the plan of salvation will be consummated. It points back to creation and, as a sign of the covenant of grace it points us to the final recreation when God makes all things new. Amen. Amen.
0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for such a rich study. Thank you for the Sabbath. Thank you for the law that contains this Sabbath and, and outlines it for us. And thank you for creating us. Thank you for the memorial is needed that you did this work of creation. And now you've done this work of recreation, restoration. Lord, help us to not... Take for granted these blessings, but help us to truly follow you and rest in you and become what you want us to be, that is, restored into the very image of Jesus Christ. So that, in Lord, keep us faithful until we see Jesus come again, for we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen.